And now, on Prophetic Faith. gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at prophetic faith i'm pastor robbie barrett and tonight we're going into volume seven of the law of faith i guarantee you that by now your faith is really really stirred up and it's on fire to believe god for the impossible that's what faith does and tonight we're going to deal with the conflict with faith yes even though faith is something that can do the impossible, it can move mountains, it can do all these things, there's one thing that we got to realize, and Paul says this, he said that faith is a fight. It's a good fight. It's a fixed fight. Now, as long as you stay in faith and as long as you trust God, God guarantees you the victory every single time. But that doesn't mean that it's without conflict. So tonight in this teaching, in this series, we're going to deal with the conflict that comes with believing and trusting God. Yes, you can take it to the bank that every time that you step out in faith and believe and trust God, the enemy's going to be right there to challenge you. But let me tell you something right now before we get into this. You have total and complete victory over the enemy as long as you don't rely on yourself but you rely on the power of God. So let's get into this message right now. It's going to stir your faith even more, and I'll see you at the end of the program. So today, we're learning about conflict. Turn to your neighbor and say, conflict. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for every person that is here that wants to grow in you, that is hungry. And I thank you, Father, that you have everything that they are looking for and more. We just praise you today that you're teaching us how to walk in victory and power and dominion. While other people are hiding away or going off in a cave somewhere, we are boldly standing for truth. And we thank you, Father, that as we do this, the victory is ours. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. <clears throat> All right. What does conflict mean? It means an open, often prolonged fighting. Somebody say fighting. A battle or war, or another word for conflict is clash. Stuff to clash with each other, right? All right, look at, look at 1 Timothy here. He says, fight the good fight of faith. What kind of fight is this? Somebody help me. What kind of fight is this? It's good. But it's God, I don't know why I'm going. No, he didn't say that. He said it's a good fight. Now, the only kind of fight that I know is good is one that I win. Is that right? Come on, somebody. How many is interested in fighting and losing? No, I'm not interested in that, and I know you're not either. So he says this is a good fight. 
This is a fight that is a guarantee win as long as you fight it with how? Faith. He says, lay hold of eternal life. Now that word right there is not just talking about heaven. So he's not just saying, lay hold of heaven. One day you're going to go to Beulah land. No, he's saying, lay hold of what God has for you right now. Whereunto you have been called and have professed a good what? Profession. What, a word that will help you understand that better is confession. I am confessing this is what I believe. So he says, hold fast to a good, what? Confession. I will live and not die. I'm going to make it out of this. Come on, somebody. I'm coming out of this storm. I'm coming out of this problem. I am healed. I am blessed. What is that? That is holding fast to a good, what? Confession. He says, before many, what? Don't be scared to tell people what you believe. Come on, somebody. Anybody can say, well, uh, once it's manifested, anybody can say, well, I knew God was going to do that. I knew he was. No, can you confess that when it looks like there's absolutely no way for this to happen? Hold fast to a good confession. All right, so watch this right here. So as I've stated before, there are many different laws. Is that correct? Many different laws. And I've, told you, and I've taught you this throughout the weeks is that these laws can conflict with each other, right? They can clash with one another, and they can supersede or override each other, right? Depending on which one wins. But we must make sure, and this is what I want to talk about today, is that we must make sure that this fight that we're fighting is a good fight. And that means that we are making sure that no other law is overriding our faith. Because at all times, I want you to see this now, at all times, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to believe God or you have the opportunity to doubt Him. This is this way at all times. This is what I want to show you today. So there is always a conflict. There's always a part of you that's saying, I don't know how this is going to work out. There's always a part of you or, or there's somebody around you that the enemy says, that says, I'm telling you right now, this is not going to work. You might as well give up. I, if I was you, I'd be doing this right here. There's always that conflict. But what did he say? He said, it's a good fight when you hold fast to your confession. That means one minute you're not saying, I'm, I'm healed, and the next minute, I'm sick as a dog. I don't know how I'm going to make it. That's not holding fast. All right, so, so watch this right here. This is the fight of faith, keeping other laws from overriding your faith. That's the good fight. Now, those laws are there at all times. Is that right? That airplane is defying the law of gravity the whole time that it's in the air. But here's what I want you to see. The whole time it's defying it, that law of gravity is still there. It's still there. Waiting for an opportunity to try to override that. Right? If an engine fails or something like that, what's going to happen? The law of gravity is going to override. Amen. 
So this is the same way with your spiritual walk. I need you to see this today, is that the whole time you're walking by faith, there are these other laws. There's a law of sin and death around you that is waiting for an opportunity. So it's a fight. The enemy is trying... How many can say that on a daily basis the enemy tries to get you to doubt God? Come on. He tries to get you to give up. He tries to get you to look around and say, what is the use? This is the conflict. So what kind of fight am I talking about? I want you to go to Romans 7, verse 5, and we're going to read all the way to verse 25, but you need to get this today because Paul is talking about the conflict that we have. And I want you to listen to the words that Paul says here. Romans 7, verse 5. It says, For when we are in the flesh, the motions of sin, we learned about motions last week, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth the fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from that law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Talking about the law of God. God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. So the only reason we know what sin is is because the law says this is sin, right? All right, he said, I had not known lust, except the law had said, you shall not covet. You shall not lust after what your neighbor has. Verse 6, or verse 8, But sin, taken occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. The commandment which was ordained to life, I found it to be unto death. For sin, taking the occasion, you could say opportunity, sin took the opportunity by the commandments to deceive me, and by it slew me. Now, how did it, sl how did it slay you with the law? The law was everything that you cannot measure up to. So many times in the religious world, Religious people want to look at other people and put these impossible stipulations on them. Come on. And they want to make it feel like holiness and righteousness in God is absolutely unachievable. You can't do it. So what does that do? That beats you down. And this is what Paul was saying. He's saying every time you look into the law, you see everything that you are not and what comes forth. Guilt and condemnation. All right. Verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good. Was then that which was good made death unto me? No, absolutely not. But sin, that it might appear sin, worked death in me by the which is good. That sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal and sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. For then I do that which, is, which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. 
Now then, it is no more I that does it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I can't find it. For the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I end up doing. Now, if I do that that I don't want to do, it is no more I that does it, but what? The sin that dwells in me. I find then a law. Somebody say a law. I find a law that when I go to do good, what? Evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after after my inward man. But I see another law, somebody say law, in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am. You ever feel like that? Man, I just can't seem to get anything right. I just can't seem to get it together. O wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the what? The law of sin. All right. So the King James will kind of confuse you a little bit by the way it words it. But this is what Paul is saying. He is saying, within me is a desire to do what is right, what is good. I want to obey God. I want to go to church. I want to get in the word. I want to be everything that God has called me to be. There is a part of you that desires that. Well, here's what Paul was saying was the conflict. He was saying that so many times I end up doing what I don't want to do. How many ever wakes up during the day, wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to do this today in God. I'm going to do that. And by 9 o'clock that night, come on, you feel beat up and disgusted because you did not do anything that you said that you were going to do. So this is the conflict that Paul was talking about. He's saying, I want to do good, but I end up doing the very thing that I don't even want to do. I mean, how many's ever been there? I told God this time I was going to get my life together, and here I am. So what do we got to see today? That there is a conflict. So Paul says, while the laws of God, the law of faith is trying to work within me, that's making me want the things of God and wanting to obey God, he said there's another law that is trying to override that through my flesh, come on, that is trying to subdue the law of faith and make me do the things that I don't want to do. Now, here's the point. Now, notice what Paul said. Paul said, it is no longer I that is doing these things. I've heard so many people base what they're doing as that's who they are. Let me let you in on something. Whatever sin that you are in or whatever thing that keeps tripping you up, that is not you. Somebody say amen on that. That's not you. Now, the enemy wants you to find identity in that, and he wants you to believe that that is you, that you'll never get your life together because you are these things. But I've been sent here to tell you today that you are not 
these things. It is the law of sin that is working within your members. Amen. So you've got to, so the only way to cancel out a law is you have to what? You have to override it. Is that right? So as long as you and I are in the flesh, right? As long as we are here on this earth, that law of sin is there. Waiting, what did Paul say? He said, waiting for the occasion. Waiting for the opportunity to do what? To override faith in our life. And when that happens, then we get into dysfunction and we get into sin. And it leads forth to death in our life. All right. So Paul was talking about this this conflict of laws. One law always trying to override another. So the, ju- the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Now, why does it say live by faith? See, so many people think that faith is just for hard times or when you're in a bind or something like that, then you need to kick into faith mode. No, the Bible has instructed us is that faith is for all things. Somebody say all things. That means when you're in here shouting and praising the Lord, and that also means when you get ready to deadlift three or four hundred pounds. The law of faith is always working. You've got to believe something. Amen? So why is it, why is it saying that? Because what did, what did Paul say? Go to verse uh, 21 for me, Dave. Look here. Paul said, I find a law. Now watch this. I find a law. What's this law? He said, any time I go to do good, what? Now, people have took that out of context, and you've probably heard this for you've probably heard this all your life. That no matter what you go to do, the enemy's just right there trying to stop you. But that's not what that's saying. What was Paul talking about the whole time? He was talking about the law of sin, right? The law of God and the law of sin. So watch this. He was saying this. Every time I go to do something, I have a conflict. There's a war in my members. Watch this. There's a part that says, do this over here. Take the easy way out, right? Don't don't faith this thing. Be rational. Then there's another part of me that says, hey, trust God. He's never let you down. He's never failed you. Jump out. Take the leap. God will protect you. God, God has you. So he says, when I go to do something God, or for God, anytime I go to believe him for something, there's always an opportunity to doubt him. So what do we say about laws? They always work, right? So this is what I'm telling you. Don't get tripped up if every time there's an opportunity to believe God, there's also an opportunity to doubt Him. Don't get tripped up by that. See, there are so many people, watch this, I'm going to mess with you today. There are so many people that think that you can't believe God in your heart and have a doubtful thought come in your mind. There's been so many people that has a thought of doubt come in and then they say to themselves, well, I must have not been really believing and trusting God. Let me tell you something. Your mind has nothing to do with this. 
And I'm going to deal with that here in just a minute. We believe God where? In our hearts. He said, with the heart, man believes. So there's always, just as there's always an opportunity to believe God, there's also an opportunity to doubt Him. And this was the conflict that Paul was talking about. All right. So how do we win this fight? Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Who can deliver me from this conflict? How can we win this fight? How can we have a good fight? Somebody say Jesus Christ. Now, now what does that mean? Go to Romans 4.15 for me, Dave. Look at this right here. He says, because the law works wrath, right? It tells us everything that we are not. Praise God. Faith never shows you what you can't do. That's the law. That's the law. Paul said there's a conflict. There's, there's a part of me that wants to live by faith, but then there's a part of me, there's another law trying to work within me, trying to show me what I can't do, how I don't measure up, how, I, how I'm not enough. And that was the law. See, that's the whole reason that God gave the law to mankind, was to show them that they could not measure up without Him. This is how far you are when you don't have God working in your life. When you're not putting Him first, this is how much you're in error. But you see, the enemy used that to beat us down in guilt and shame and condemnation. Let me tell you something. Faith cannot work in guilt and shame and condemnation. It can't do it. So he uses this to cripple, to override the law of faith. Now look at Peter. We talked about Peter tonight. Look at Peter for just a minute. As long as he was focused on what he could do. Now what could he do? He could do what Jesus, who was God in the flesh, said he could do. He said, you can come to me. You can walk on the water. You can defy the odds, the limitations, and do the impossible. And as long as Peter was focused on that, he was doing it. But notice what it said. He saw. He shifted his focus. There was another law at work on that water that was not just the law of faith. It was the law of sin. Another law was working in Peter. Peter, you're just a man. You're a sinful man. Uh, you, you've fallen short. You've made mistakes. You can't do this. You can't do that. And Peter began to focus on that. And what happened? begin to sing. And the same thing goes within your life. As long as you are dependent upon you. See, that's what makes faith so powerful. Notice what Paul said in Galatians. He said, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I don't live by my faith. I don't live by my own strength. I don't live by my own ability because it's so limited. You see what I'm saying? So when Paul was saying this, he was letting us know. Just as he said in Romans, he said the righteousness of God is by what? Faith. So when you are operating in faith, it's no longer you doing it. Lord Jesus, it is now God working through you to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think of. I'm starting to preach again because I'm telling you, this stuff works. Amen? It works. I want to pray for you right now that you will be encouraged. If you're in a conflict, start shouting. 
Start praising God. Start giving Him the glory. Because I'm telling you, the enemy doesn't fight where there's nothing to win. I'm going to say that one more time. I said the enemy does not fight where there's nothing to win. You don't go to war just to go to war. You go to war to get the spoils. So that ought to motivate you. That, hey, there's a prize to be won. There's something coming out of this that's going to bring glory to God. So I can't quit. I can't look back, but I must press forward. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person watching tonight, Lord, that is having conflict in their life. They've, they've stepped out in faith. They've started to trust you and stand on your word. But the enemy has come to challenge that word. Well, let him come because we are defeating the enemy. He is under our feet. And as you said in Luke 10, you've given us power over all the powers of the enemy. He's a defeated foe, and we're going to treat him as such. So I thank you for victory tonight, whether it be in their bodies, in their finances, in their marriages, in their families, whatever it may be, they have the victory. Let that revelation come to them tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, and we bless you and we praise you, and everybody said, Amen and amen. This is a fixed fight, and I promise you, as long as you stick with God and you put Him first, you're going to win every single time. I want to take this time, as always we do, to thank our faith partners. Those of you who sow into this ministry, let me tell you something. We appreciate that. You help us get this gospel out. It takes finances to do ministry just like it takes finances to do everything else in the world. Thank you for your believing in this ministry, in the work that we're doing. We're trying to get this good news of the gospel to as many people as we possibly can. Because, Lord, if there's ever a time that people need to hear the message of faith, it is right now. This world is in chaos, but in God, there's peace that surpasses what? All understanding. So thank you again for your sowing into this ministry, but also your prayers. And you keeping us in your prayers, lifted up to God to cover us. We can't thank you enough for that. And if you want to become a faith partner, if you've been watching for weeks and weeks now, and this ministry has really blessed you and helped you and encouraged your faith, why don't you pray about becoming a faith partner? Our announcer's coming up soon, and he's going to show you and let you know exactly how you can come in contact with this ministry. It's very simple. And as you sow into this ministry, there's a guarantee. God said some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. The harvest is yours. Until then, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
name to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.